I kind of toyed with the idea of being a writer a little bit. I loved to write, and I was always writing. Um, I wrote plays and short stories when I was in elementary school. Going to grow up, grow up to be on Broadway. Um, that okay. was my goal. <laughs> so writing was kind of a second secondary thing. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm happy to have you here at a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit and I'm an award-winning multi-published author and I'm excited to have a friend here with me today named Jennifer Lynn Carey to talk about her books. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to follow me, subscribe, so that you find out who else is coming up. Go to my website at artbyruth.com and sign up for my newsletter so you can find out about my upcoming book projects and book events that I've been attending. And you can also sign up to win a free book. So go to artbyruth.com today to learn more about me, my books, and my art, and to sign up for my newsletter where you will receive a free PDF copy of my award-winning book, The Road to Home. She is a retired teacher, a fan of crocheting, and a do-it-yourself kind of girl. And in there, she's also an author, a very prolific author of books, various kinds, various genres. And today she's here to talk with me about her Weather Girls series and the spinoff. Jennifer Lynn Carey is here with me today to talk about Cracklin' Rosie, her next book in the series. So you know the drill, grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to Jennifer Lynn Carey talk about her books. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi. Thanks for having me here. Oh, sure. It's a pleasure. Well, why don't you start off by telling my listeners a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk about your amazing book series, The Weather Girls Wedding Shop and Venue. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, I I kind of fell into writing uh, when I retired from teaching. Um, so I, I wanted to get back into writing. I had written a little bit beforehand, but you know how teachers are. They can, it, it can get so busy. And, it, mm -hmm. and so I thought I'm close enough to retirement, I'll wait. But once retirement hit, I had no idea what I wanted to write. And I, so I prayed, I literally prayed for six months for an idea. And we had just watched, this was in, it was in January of uh, 2018. And we just watched the Ken Burns video or, or documentary on Vietnam mm -hmm. and the whole Tet situation. And I'm driving to go take care of my grandson, my new baby grandson. And it was like, God said, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And he reminded me of the documentary and he reminded me of the Bible study I'd, or the Bible verses I'd been reading that morning in the book of Ruth. <laughs> and it was like, okay, what if we put the story of Ruth in 1968 Vietnam and in Indiana? And so that's, uh, that became Relentless Heart. And um, what I thought was going to be a one book has changed. And uh, the what I just finished this last weekend was the rough draft for my 20th book. Wow. So I, so I think I'm in this for good now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What did you teach when you were a teacher? 
I, well, I kind of was all over the place. I started off with preschool and then uh, I spent time teaching third grade. And then I started doing a third grade, fourth grade loop, dropped down to kindergarten for a while and then became a reading intervention specialist and gifted teacher. Wow. Which, the gifted was my favorite. I loved that. And I'm, I'm actually still in touch with several of those kids who are now all adults and with families of their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I left that to uh, go back to preschool with a wonderful program here in town called a stepping stone. Um, they partner with the school district. So you are still a, a state employee. You get you still get all your state benefits. But they pay the the district so you to pay you that way, and um, it I had regular teacher hours, but my kids didn't come at the same time. They didn't come till eight in the morning, and they were done by noon, and they didn't come on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And so I had the rest of the day to um, get, take care of my room. They gave me a stipend uh, to help take care of things. They were so generous and so good. But the parents were actually the first client. They had to need um, either ESL or GED classes and had to attend regularly. They had to help in the classroom three times a month. And uh, they had to have a home visit once a month. And so if they were willing to do that, their child went to preschool for free. And it was just such an amazing program. And it worked out that um, things were changing and so they, my four years there doing that were the only four years that that program was open with enough kids for me to be there. And um, it, I was able to do that until I retired. And it was, it was wonderful. And, and again, I'm still in contact with people, uh, parents and children that I uh, had in class then. So I've got a lot of beautiful memories of my That's teaching. That's wonderful. I mean, I never heard of that program. That's incredible. It now- is. Now, when you were young, though, did you like reading yourself? And did you want to be a writer when you were younger? I kind of toyed with the idea of being a writer a little bit. I loved to write. And I was always writing. Um, I wrote plays and short stories when I was in elementary school. And (laughs) that's neat. (laughs) But I I was going to grow up to be on Broadway. That was my goal. (laughs) So writing was kind of a second secondary thing. I actually did have. I I went to college the first time and with a speech theater education major, and have friends who have um, done very well. I've got one friend who went into the design side and uh, he was just, he was doing an off, off, off Broadway show. Nonsense. That's the name oh, of it. Nonsense. Okay. And they've had several different, you know, versions of it come on and he's been the um, designer for all of them. Oh, so. And so did you have a teacher when you were younger who kind of, you know, inspired you to stick with it or. I did. Um, I, I had, some uh his name was mr bible and he 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 was a first year teacher but he liked the way i wrote um i also had a fifth grade teacher mrs moss who uh she was she was very good to us very very kind and um but then there was um in eighth grade in my english class mr dugdale and he he had a way of we we come up with these ideas, 
And he would say, well, how would you do that? And he would turn it back on you. And so he kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone to have to do some things. I love that. I find that most authors I interview have one teacher in their past who kind of noticed something about them and inspired them or uh, like you said, even kind of pushed them a little bit to go beyond and to kind of inspire them. That's wonderful. Well, now let's talk about the Weather Girls Wedding Shopping Venue series. Uh, This sounds so amazing. Tell us about this series. Thank you. Um, I I started off with the series, The Wedding Girls, or Weather Girls, I mean, Weather Girls, uh, which came about because my husband and I were, we like to listen to the oldies. And I I was, the song Sunny came on, followed by the song Stormy. And in my head, I thought it needs to be a trilogy. What would be the third one? I thought Wendy. And then I, it just kind of, what if you had sisters that, and then, the, and their last name was Day. And so it just kind of spiraled from there. And um, they ended up having this house that they, uh, it was an old Victorian. They turned into a kind of like a one-stop shop for weddings. They, mm-hmm. places to be, you know, where they could do the uh, ceremony. They had the wedding dresses and tuxes you know the whole thing and it it, it was just a, so fun to do I didn't want to leave them <laughs> so uh after talking I, I talked over with a friend and we came up with this idea what if we kept the location you know the the Ferguson house that became the, we- uh, the weather girls place um and the um the tradition of the or the legend of the cardinal in the sycamore tree which is when they have their pictures taken out by the old sycamore tree, if the cardinal lights, that means they have true love. And so if we kept those two things, but made each book about a couple and they could be standalones. Um, And so that's what that is. You could start with any of these books and you would not be lost. Um, The first book starts as Judy in Disguise and starts in 1972. And I've kind of taken it by seasons. If you kind of peek at the, covers you'll see how uh you got the beginnings of spring and up to fall uh with the latest one which is crackling rosy the covers are so cute i love them thank you i think i i've been so pleased and i i in my head i get these ideas and i tell my (laughs) uh cover artist and she just it's like she gets me she understands (laughs) so Uh, yeah what were you going to say about each one well they're they're all titles of songs from the 60s and seven early 70s and that's that's key that everyone has to be be able to do that. So um, I've got these planned out. If I can do them in groups of four, this is going to be the box set when it comes out. Finally, will be class of 72. The next group, next four would be class of 73. Next group, 74. I try to keep the rhythm also of the titles similar. So class of 73 are just all one word name titles. Like uh, the first one, what I've been working on is Ronnie. And then there's going to be Tracy, Shiloh, and Bernadette. Mm. So, and then the following year, it's going to be phrases. So I haven't got all of them figured, but um, Pieces of April, Take a Letter Maria. Um, I, I can't remember the others, but I, I have lists and that's the, that's the scary thing. I don't know if I'll ever live long enough to get them all written. <laughs> I have so many <laughs> that is wonderful though. Well, tell us about Cracklin' Rosie. Cracklin' Rosie. I don't know when it, 
first came to me, but I was looking at lists, uh, you know, songs and kind of putting them together and what, what might be, you know, tell me about her with the song would tell me about her. I, I honestly say, I don't get the song, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but Cracklin made me think of a chiropractor. And so I oh, got how funny. Oh, that's what funny. would happen if you've got an enemies to lovers right. thing with between a chiropractor and an MD. Oh. And on top of it, you can give the MD a wacky sense of humor that. <laughs> and so um, it's that it just kind of roll, you know, uh, rolled on. So that's that's where that came in. But the cool thing is this is. This just blew my mind. I've been able to go back onto um, Facebook and locate friends from when I used to live in Kokomo. Kokomo is my hometown, and that's where all these are set, is Kokomo, Indiana. And I left there in 1972. So it's been a long time. So the way it is in my memory is the way I can put it into these books. And So it's like a snapshot in your memory for 1972. Oh, that's so cool. But I had a friend in grade school uh, whose father was a chiropractor and I was able to locate her on Facebook and we kept in contact. She became a chiropractor herself. And so I was able to send her, you know, things, ask her questions. She gave me all sorts of good diagnostic type information, how she would handle it, what she would do, um, positions she would put patients in, uh, the order things would happen. And uh, then she went through and she read over my, you know, rough draft and gave me good information there. So uh, I, I ended up dedicating this book to her father and to her. It just oh. and, and and the class is 74. I'm class 74. Oh. So um, I'm, I'm excited to go back because uh, they the kid, the people in my class, I won't say kids, there's kids in my brain. Um, but they <laughs> they. Uh, They've been so supportive. I can I can go on there and say, all right, I know there was this Asian restaurant downtown and I don't remember the name of it. What was it? And they'll send it to me. Or what was that little Mexican restaurant that was over off off going south from in any and they can give me the information. And uh so it's it's been fun. It's been fun. And I've I tried, bet. I've been tried to, you know, like in um Sylvia's mother. Uh, she was a high schooler and they, so things that really went on at the high school, I tried to put in like um, the Stardust Ball was the, the prom at the end of the year. Oh. And uh, I, I mentioned the person who won that year. And in the process, I found out she had just passed away a few, uh, you know, about a year or two ago. Oh. And so I, I dedicated the book to her memory and, um, but it's just, you know, sweet people and lovely people. And I'm, you know, and I can, I can just do stuff to, you know, say thank you. You you made a um, mark on my life. Obviously, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> setting means something to you and the people. And, you know, people love to read rom- romantic comedies set in small towns. So that's incredible. What a neat idea. Now, is there romance? Is there romance between Rose and the MD? Oh, absolutely. Ooh. They they fight it tooth and nail. But it, yes, <laughs> it's there. <laughs> So her name is Rose Krakenbush. Yes. That is neat. What, how did you come up with that? Well, I 
I wanted something about crack in there. <laughs> and and I, I just, uh, the name came to me. So um, she's Rose Ann Crackenbush. And uh, he, which sets up that, you know, the big thing in the first, it's in the first chapter, second mm -hmm. scene, first chapter, where he's talking and, and he's finally found out she's a, a chiropractor and he's putting his foot in his mouth. And then all of a sudden it hits him and he goes, you're crackling Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cute. So did the song in any way inspire you or was it just the title or? It was mainly the title, but I, you know, you got to love Neil Diamond. And, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. and I, I did listen to it often. It's, I still don't, honestly, I don't know what that song is about, really. Yeah, you know, I'd have to Google it. Yeah, I know yeah. for me, it's like a traveling song. It's a good road trip song. I like to listen to it while I'm driving on a road trip, but uh, it's just so bouncy and fun. But I don't know. I've never Googled it to find out what it really is about and who this person is, Rosie, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's, yeah. And, but he, he makes the song so fun. Mm -hmm. And that's, it, it's just fun. Um, Something I was going to mention, I, I I remember, I think I told you before we started, in my newsletter, if people sign up for my website, uh, they not only get my newsletter twice a month, and they get a free novella, but I have links in every uh, newsletter to playlists, and I put them around each one of the books. It's because I'm, it is historical technically. Although, depending upon what contest you want to enter, they'll say contemporary because it's so close. Um, the music makes a big impression. Mm. And people were turning on the radio or putting something in the jukebox or whatever. And so it helps set the scene. And I I include the music. I'm, I try to be very, very careful um, to make sure it's music that, you know, if it was coming on the radio, then it was part of 1972 or or the year it's written, uh, unless I say it's a throwback or it's a oldie or or they're hearing it someplace else where someone could put on an album. Yeah, that's but, a good idea. So there's the playlist can ha have anywhere from like 25 to 45, you know, different things. In some cases, I found TV theme songs from mm. the shows I was able to mention. And it's just fun. It's yeah, just fun. I, I love to write while listening to music that is around my genre that I'm writing. And uh, that's a great idea to, because I love the oldies and you and I, we feel when we say oldies, we mean fifties, sixties and seventies Yes, <laughs> music. Of course, nowadays oldies means from the early two thousands and 1900s. Oh, that's that, that, that is so, not oldies. It does that. I know. So for hasn't us, paid when we say, yet. yeah, when we say oldies, we're talking fifties, sixties and seventies. So yeah great music in that era. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's fantastic. So what's coming up new for you in 2024? What are you working on now? Well, my goal, God willing, I will get four books out. Uh, Ronnie's the one that I just Saturday wrote the end on the first draft. So now I'm letting it rest. The next one will be Tracy. Tracy showed up in the book uh, Run Around Sue as her best friend. And I just, I enjoyed her so much. She's so fun. So um, she's the next book. I'll be starting it 
I may start it before I, you know, at least as far as research, I may start it before I start editing Ronnie. Mm -hmm. The next one is Shiloh, which I'm super excited about. And I got, I'm trying to, I don't want to just jump in, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm so excited because she was like, she was the Stardust queen in uh, 1963 and got tapped when she went away to college to be a Brett girl. Now, do you remember Brett Girls? Oh, yes. And for our listeners out there who are too young, that was a very, very famous shampoo. And uh, they needed models with beautiful, wavy hair, very much like Jacqueline uh, Smith. Was it Jacqueline Smith? From, and, and Farrah Fawcett from the Charlie's Angels show. Yeah. So if you were a Brett girl, you had beautiful tresses, golden tresses. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's when she started off. And then she kind of fell in with the wrong crowd and ended up in L.A., um, kind of in the hippie scene, until she became one of the Jesus people. Oh, yeah. And so this that's all backstory to kind of help. But um, then she, she comes back to Kokomo. She comes back or, to Kokomo. Okay, so because, these are set in Kokomo as well. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah they're all set in Kokomo. And um, she the, the she's been called back because she's got inheritance. But there's a part of the inheritance she has to be married to to get it. And she says, no, you know, I'm not. It's okay. And she's going to walk away. But she goes to visit her aunt. And her aunt has been diagnosed with um, cancer. And chemotherapy was a very new treatment at the time. And very, very expensive. And the only way her aunt could get the chemotherapy is if she paid for it. And so she goes back to the lawyer and she says, I think I'll do it. I'm, and she had mentioned somebody that they both knew. And he, she doesn't know, has been told if he wants to move up uh, to become a partner, he better get married. And so he makes a, a deal with her. And that's how that starts out. Well, these are just such clever stories set in a small town in the 70s. And I mean, what's what's not to love? I mean, come on. <laughs> but folks, if you want to know more about Jennifer Lynn Carey, her books, and sign up for her newsletter so that you can get that free novella, go to JenniferLynnCarey.com today, where you can sign up and learn more about her. And are you on social media as well? Yes, I am. I'm, I have an Instagram account. Uh, Jenny underline Carrie author, not author, that's what okay. it is. Anyway, and then, um, but it's Jenny Carrie author, okay. is what it comes down to. And I'm on Facebook, author Jennifer Lynn Carrie. Very nice. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about these amazing stories. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you had me here. I'm glad to talk to you. Wow, wasn't that interesting listening to Jennifer talk about her stories? I just love how she takes songs from the 70s and writes books about them, not necessarily with the song in the story, but was inspired by them. And it's so cute. You got to go to her website and see these book covers. They're adorable. So if you love romantic comedies, take a look at JenniferLynnCarey.com. You'll love her stories. And I hope that you've been encouraged. I mean, here's Jennifer, a retired teacher, making time to write because that's her passion. And so I hope that you are making time to write as well. If it's your passion, you'll do it. Because remember, someone out there needs to read your story, your story of hope and the themes that you have in your story. So please keep going one step at a time. And until next time,
干嘛